This media is brought to you by Polyscope. I'm Cassie Bishop. And I'm Ray Turing. Dive into the heart of AI innovation with us on AI Daily. Bringing you breaking news in AI, unveiling the future as it unfolds. Subscribe now and stay ahead with AIDaily.us. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting live from the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on AI, startups, and the future, not necessarily those, and not necessarily in that order. see you again <laughs> because this is how we see each other meet, meet each other through zoom right um so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization and what you're passionate about um uh, well as one of the og podcasters uh, and you can see by the background there <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, I, i'm all about podcasting and have been since 04 when when i got involved in it uh nice and, well you uh, you're, you're, you you predate me by just a little bit because i think i got into it in 05 yeah yeah but yeah that's awesome yeah i was i was one of the the, the original nerds of podcasting <laughs> and um <laughs> You know, yeah, and you mentioned 05. I spent most of 05 traveling around the country speaking to business groups and speaking to colleges and saying, hey, this new thing is here. It's going to change everything. You can be the media, you know, and yeah. and I got the blank stares because it was way, way too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now well, that's the know, problem, right? Everything. See, I have this saying, everything mm -hmm. will happen. The only question is when. Right. So timing is like the most important thing. If you're too early or too late, then it it's not going to work. But if you hit it at just the right moment, then you know things explode. And I think that's where we were in 05 with podcasting. It's yeah. like we could see the potential, but trying to convince other folks to see the potential, that was almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. The the saying is the pioneers get the arrows, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, I think I think and and part of it is, you know, if you are too early, you can just be stubborn and hang around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I paid my bills. If you can, way. if you can handle it, I couldn't right. handle it. That was my problem. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, there was a lot of pod fading going on in the early days. Yeah. Well, actually, I I, I think I got up to about eight hundred plus episodes, yeah. and then the thing that that really killed me was when my hosting provider just went belly up, right, yeah. and disappeared with all of my shows mm -hmm. without me even. Having a backup, I'm I'm the idiot here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's that's the thing is early on in any industry, you're trusting a whole lot of other people who are early on in their industry. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
but uh, at one point they were actually paying me. So that's when I thought, okay, this is actually going to turn, this could turn into something. Yeah. And then, well, if you remember the progression, it was kind of like podcasting sort of exploded Yeah. and it got a lot of press real quick. So there was a, there was a huge sort of a podcasting bubble. Right. And then YouTube kind of steamrolled us. Right. 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 Right around that time. All of a sudden, YouTube got popular, and it's like, oh my god! Now everyone's doing video, and it's like, <laughs> it completely steamrolled podcasting, and it just took us took second place. And then, of course, podcasting had its second emergence after that at one point. But during that first steamroll, a lot of people lost faith in steamroll. I, I went for a long while after the steamroll. Mm -hmm. Then eventually, when I had that huge loss, that's when I said, okay, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm going to drop this now. And then I picked it up later. I mean, I started back in, in 2013. So 10, I've been doing yeah, it for doing 11 it years now. 900 now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm almost back up to where I was before, but I, I, I smartly, at least I think it's smartly. I, I, I spread across, you know, I, I did YouTube. I do video, I do yeah. video, I do audio, I do everything. Right. Yeah. So instead of just sticking to one specific medium, I try to go across mediums in anything I'm doing. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to go in all mediums now. It's like, right. it, it's right. tiring. It, damn it. It's easier now <laughs> though, with AI coming in, but, but you had mentioned uh, YouTube steamrolling. And yeah. that was interesting because you're right. Everybody kind of jumped over there, but now what they've discovered over this subsequent 15 plus years has been that the conversion rate is much higher in audio only because the yep. connection is so much stronger. So you see Google did away with Google Podcasts entirely. And mm -hmm. now you put your RSS feed right into YouTube. Yep. So yep. so so they're coming back and saying, oh, y'all had it right in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've always thought that uh the audio only interface was much more, it's much more intimate. You can do mm -hmm. much more better communication. And then it also is more interactive because it involves the listener yeah. more than the video because if you're just watching a video there's really no the listener's not doing anything whereas right. if you're listening to an audio the listener is, is imagining the whole yep. scenario like if it say for example if it's fiction or something like that they can imagine the entire scenario in their head so they're contributing to the overall experience themselves yeah definitely and and uh, the thing i tell people is that that you as a host are literally inside their brain. So it's like you're having a conversation right next to them. When you're watching video, you know, we're in video right now and we're going out in audio, but in the video version, I'm looking at the back of the wall, seeing the Stanford banner. I'm looking at your microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm very distracted. <laughs> I got to do something about cleaning this up. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying for people like me, ADHD, we get very, <laughs> you know, stimulated. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the reality is, is that it, every type of media or every, every kind of content has, has strengths and weaknesses yeah. in every kind of media. Right. True. So uh, people come on my show and I'm like, Oh, can I do a chart or can I show a chart? Can I do a whiteboard? I'm like, no, because I have people who are also listening. I mean, right. you can do the whiteboard, but people will, you'll have to describe the whiteboard yeah. to people. And uh, it, I think it's, it's difficult for folks because, you know, there's the whole sort of auditory visual kinesthetic thing where yeah. people like, some people like watching things and some people like listening to things. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the the different mediums. I have a um, a client who I help a do a cooking podcast with, and it's audio. Mm-hmm. You know, and cooking is perfect for video because you can see it. You know, yeah. you, can, you can in audio do a little bit of sound seeing if you're doing something like frying because you can hear it, <laughs> but it doesn't work for baking. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're just going to put this in the oven, clunk. <laughs> right, exactly. But again, if if as a host, you're good at describing things, that's just as powerful because like yeah. you mentioned, now their brain is is in there. Yeah. So so what happened? In, so when you decided to go all in on podcasting and in, in mm-hmm. In 04 or 05? Like, when did you decide this well, is it? No, no, I had a marketing company prior to that. And so did the traditional marketing thing for, you know, to pay the bills. Didn't go all in on podcasting until probably about six years ago mm-hmm. because it just wasn't there yet. Um, yeah. The steamroller, the YouTube steamroller had left and podcasting right. was starting to ramp back up again. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. one of the shows I did, the very first show I started was called Lone Star Gridiron which covers Texas high school football. And, nice. Uh, yes. Hey, very good niche, right? <laughs> that's my and problem. I can never niche down cl- uh, small enough. That That's that's a beautiful niche. Yeah, I love I that. How did you find that? Were you just small. interested in it? Or were, <laughs> right. were you just interested in it? Or how did you, oh, did yeah, somebody exactly. come to you? That was my background. I played Texas high school football. I officiated. I was going to be a, a football coach and discovered I didn't really like that you know, world. <laughs> <laughs> I like business too much. So um, stayed connected with it the entire time, stayed a fan. Even though I moved around various places, I would always find a good football game on Friday night to go to. And, right. and you know, you watch the Friday night lights movie or TV series, and that's exactly how it is. It's real, mm-hmm. just like that. And and it's, you know, the, I, in fact, wrote a book with um, a... 12 time championship winning coach uh, called all I need to know. I learned from my Texas high school football coach. Nice. And, and and so I'm very passionate about uh, the lessons that the sport teaches, the pride, the poise, the class, the teamwork, you know, all of that. So stayed connected with it and expanded that one show into a site and a series of shows. It's probably got 20, 30 shows during the week. Uh, wow. During the football season. Yeah. Nice. So you, oh, you do 30 shows a week? During the football season. Now, now not all <laughs> me. <laughs> I have people that in is Texas, West Texas, you know, and, and coaches shows and you name it, all, all kinds of different content because the audience is huge <laughs> mm. and rabid. Fantastic. Rabid fans. Wow. So, so how did you, like, when did you realize this was going to be a success? Like, this is what I ask all of these startup founders and people who have yeah. small businesses. It's like you were, you were motoring along and then all of a sudden something, there was a point where you probably said to yourself, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be huge. I don't know that there's a point. Is that what, <laughs> what I, <laughs> yeah. Well, did you ever look back and go, oh, wait a minute, this is actually working. <laughs> no, actually, I'm always looking forward, you know, and, and that's why I like you so much, <laughs> being a futurist. But, you know, when I first saw podcasting, it popped into my head, wow, this could be big. So I just started that way. When right. I started uh, the football site, I was like, wow, this could be big. So I just started that way and eventually find ways to monetize. We started right. selling ads in it. We started selling some membership things on the site. And 
pretty soon it's starting to pay some bills. Mm. And, and there's with me, there's never a moment of reflection where like, oh, yes, it's working. It's always, oh, what's next? You know, that, right. So now I'm dealing with AI because it's what's <laughs> next. <laughs> so you say, how many shows do you have? So tell, tell me about your roster. Yeah, in, huge? in our entire network, we've got about 60 shows. We'd started, like I said, with the high school football. We expanded into some other sports, uh, college football. We do one for the University of Texas. We do. Uh, we went into volleyball. We do a, a national volleyball show, uh, the XFL, a bunch of sports shows. But then we also expanded into helping businesses, thought leaders, you know, develop their shows. Mm. municipalities and nonprofits, because we found it's a great fundraising tool for nonprofits that they can, you know, tell their story and get people to sponsor. So oh, fantastic. And I guess, again, these are all just audio only yes. podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we do. We offer now full service from ideation to weekly editing, you name it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and I, what kind of, I mean, when you're going to these small organizations, I guess they don't have a lot of money, right? right. So I'm assuming you, you're, you're able to price it properly and still make a profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that and that's kind of always the, the mystery of, you know, what they can <laughs> afford versus how fast can they monetize? Because, right, right. Because most shows can be monetized, you know, unless it's just you talking about, heck, even that could be not monetized, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can pretty much monetize any of them if you work at it. Right. Well, that's interesting. So how do you monetize stuff like that? I mean, would you would you go to local local uh, advertisers and say, hey, you know, like, can you get tell me the story of how you would say monetize like one example of these smaller non-sports related? Because right. I can totally see how you monetize the sports stuff. Right. Like, how do you monetize the non-sports stuff? Yeah, like uh, we do one for a couple different cities in uh, Texas. This mm-hmm. week in Victoria, this week in Wimberley, and some other ones. So Wimberley, Texas is a small little hill country town. Oh, I know Wimberley. Perfect. It's a nice wonderful. place. <laughs> if you know it, you love it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so it's the same model. We, we then sell ads to businesses in Wimberley Mm. and uh, you know, perfect. It's almost like having a local radio station basically, right? Exactly. It's, it's hyper local, hyper focused, and it's one-on-one. It's not, Mm. you know, clear channel and, and the stuff that nobody listens to anymore. (laughs) So the Wimberley station, how often does it like, see, I'm, I'm already thinking about it as a radio station, yeah. how, the Wimberley podcast, how often does it come out? Who's featured on it? How, how, like, can you give me some topics? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pretty simple. It's, it's every week it comes out, it drops on Thursday evenings, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and it's basically the, the co-hosts talk about what's going on this week in Wimberley from what bands are playing where to you know what fundraisers are going on in town what school events just kind of a hey here's what's going on they on it we also feature a local artist who Mm -hmm. gives us permission to play their tracks oh nice and then we highlight a local nonprofit as well so that's wow so so it's kind of like a local newspaper and a local cable access station and a local it's like all this sort of uh, an amalgam, uh, an aggregation of local content 
the specific, and I'm assuming it's timely, right? Based yes. on the week. Yeah, mm -hmm. this stuff's completely timely. Whereas we have a bunch of other shows that are evergreen and, right. and, and we love those because, you know, I've got episodes of these other shows that are 10 years old that still get downloaded. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, you've got the sports, you've got the local sort of news and events and things like that. And then you said you had you have business leaders as well, like thought leadership. Yeah. Anytime, you know, you have a gazillion coaches out there that are oh, yeah. different, different financial <laughs> the coaches. coach explosion. Every time that there's a recession, there's like a coach explosion. <laughs> exactly. And they all have to get their word out and yeah. they all have courses. They all have books. They all have ways to monetize, mm -hmm. you know? So, so it's, it's the, the Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, plan of right. give, 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 give. And then, oh, by the, the way, junior Jared, Gary Spirit plan. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that works for them. And then we have municipalities. We're working with several cities and economic development groups doing the exact same thing, highlighting why businesses should move to Pflugerville, Texas. You know, right. what's good about it. And interviewing yeah. the mayor, interviewing the head of Tesla there. Um, not Elon, but <laughs> the Pflugerville <laughs> office. <laughs> but yeah. And is that, is that an also weekly podcast? So the, the Pflugerville news or something they, like that? That, is that one yeah. is not, that one is more when they decide they want to do it. And, and right. I always tell people the sweet spot, if you want to build an audience is weekly, do it weekly, mm. do it 20, 35 minutes tops. And right. that, that will build a strong audience or if you really? can pull it off daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you'd have to have enough news yeah. to do something daily. That's, that's, that, that's the key piece, right? So, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it it's kind of like those, those weekly newspapers that you get like Metro news or whatever, right. which cover the new local news, local bands, local events, local, this local, that. So that's a lot of the, what those local ones are doing. And, and the other ones are focused and on the coaches that is, is it, do they have a regular, regularly scheduled one or are they one-offs or how does yeah, that, gen how do no, generally work? I, I ca caution people against one-offs just because mm. that, that's a simple infomercial. You won't, you can't convert a lot with that. You can use it on a landing page to sell something, right? But then it better be short. You, you can't have an hour long one uh, yeah. or, or you lose the audience. My, my question to you is how do you come up with all this content for what you're doing with Think Future? <laughs> <laughs> It just springs from my brain. I don't know why. I don't so you, know how. You, you sit and do that all day long? <laughs> no, what usually happens, so I have another podcast called AIDaily.us, right. right? Which is just AI news. Red. Yeah. Yeah. And that is read by AI. Mm -hmm. And I, I go through and I curate a bunch of stories. And out of that curation, I just spend about an hour a day curating like a crap load of what just happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah. And out of that, that spurs additional ideas, which right. that's where I get a lot of the content from for the shows that I'm doing. And then other, other than that, it's just sort of random stuff that I've been thinking about. <laughs> where <laughs> no, I see I, juxtapositions, right? Like the whole I thing that I'm fascinated. I don't, know, I don't know if you remember the podcast Pickle that Gary Leland had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever happened to them? Uh, well, he's gone on to a whole bunch of other things. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's still a good, another fellow Texan. He, he yeah. He's doing great things, but... Um, but yeah, I was just um, at 
back in that time, I was known as the hardest working man in podcasting because <laughs> I had five shows at the same time, you know, which was crazy. <laughs> but now I look at what you're doing. I'm thinking, yeah, you may have that title. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. I, it's it's tough to do a daily show, but yeah. after a while, it just becomes it's 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 actually not that difficult. It becomes second nature. So yeah. um, it, it feels bad when I'm not doing it. I'm like sitting yeah. here on my vacation. I'm like, why am I not doing my show? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> my listeners want to hear me. Uh, but uh, but I'd be really curious about the your pricing model. I mean, do you just do you just charge them like a subscription fee? Do you just say th- does it depend on who it is? So if you're going to a local community, like a little town like Wimberley, do you go? Hey, you know, for you, it's it's X amount, and for the coach, it's different. Or well, how, how does your I have I have a basic launch package, you mm-hmm. know that um, that I sell for nine hundred ninety nine, and that is everything. It starts mm-hmm. with your your album art, the show name, the ideation of what your content's going to be, you know, the the plan, maybe some uh, some scripts for reaching out to guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all the pieces, setting it up on your website, connecting your RSS feeds, you know, getting you ready to where all you have to do is record your audience. Right. Uh, that's the launch. And wow. of, of course, I've discounted that, you know, for various reasons. Sure. <laughs> Somebody has no money, I'll discount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this guy's uh, story really needs to be told. Right. Right. <laughs> and And then there's an episodic charge. I will show them 100% start to finish everything they need to know. Boom. We shake hands. They go off and have a great life and a great show. But what oh, so I you actually we... train them on how to, how to do podcasts as well yeah. at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. And, so some people uh, just take it and run. Yeah, exactly. But most people say, yeah, I, I like <laughs> it, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> so then well, that's the thing that I noticed that that's the same. That seems to be similar across a lot of things. It's like, consultants are like, here are the hundred things that you need to do in order to get this done. And I will tell you exactly what you need to do. And then as soon as you tell them, they're like, ah, you know, you you do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I used to talk with people and they're like, why, why would you give away all the the details? I'm like, cause it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, (laughs) the details are fine, but you know, talking about it is one thing. Right. (laughs) So what about marketing the podcast? Like once, it, I mean, because from my perspective, that's the hardest thing. So, yeah. I mean, you and I, we're, we're, we're experienced podcasters. So we kind of know all of the ins and outs right. and the technical stuff. And that part, like once you have it down, then you're good. But then mm-hmm. get like, once you get that new, new podcast up and running, how do you promote it? How do you get people to listen to it? I mean, how do you, I mean, what's success in, in, in their minds? Well, that's the other thing is you you uh, kind of set the bar for them, right. set the expectations so they know, you know, okay, you're not going to get 10 million downloads this first week. It's not right. going to happen. <laughs> uh, but you might get 10, you know. Yeah, 10 would be good, right? 10 is... Right. And if you want to get to 100, here's some things you should do. If you want to get yeah. to 1,000, and it's the standard things you do across the board to build a tribe for anything. Right. You know, it's all the social media. It's the emails. It's the it's the interaction. It's answering comments. You know, it, it's you know what it is. It's a lot of work yeah. too. 
<laughs> yeah, it's 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 almost more. I I'm thinking itself is more work to build yeah. an audience than it is yeah. to actually just get the content out. Because hey, I get my shows out in an hour every Sunday. I, yeah. I record these programs. The four other shows that I do just on my own, I rec record them in less than an hour on Sunday, and then it takes me about two hours to edit everything and right. and make it make it work. But that's the easy part. Yeah, <laughs> actually getting people to come listen to it and watch it. That's the tough part. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, we'll we'll help with that um, on that episodic uh, charge I was talking about. It can be next to nothing. It can be pretty expensive if they right. if they need all the things done and they need right. it promoted and they need you know find guest spots on on other shows and right and and maybe even need a co-host. You know, we'll provide those too. <laughs> Oh, so you provide, do you actually help them get guests as well? Or is that like an yeah. additional fee or? Yeah. 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 Everything comes down to time. If it takes mm -hmm. more time, it costs more money. Right. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, so where do you see, so it's time to think like futurist. It's the year 2034 now. I, I can't believe it's, it's like 2034. <laughs> um, it's 10 years from now. What do you think is happening with podcasting? I mean, we're seeing so many of them like pod fading you were mentioning it before yeah. like if you go to spotify and you look at the breadth there's millions of podcasts there yeah. but how many of them actually had a, an episode in the last year in the last two right. years in the last five years it's insane where do you think things are going uh well i think that's going to continue uh, you're mm. going to see millions of offerings out there you're going to see the majority not making it past episode 10. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. just the what we talked about already. It's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's well, it's the hard work without the reward. That's the problem. Initially, it's yes, like... <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's like anything. It's like being a YouTube yeah. star. You've got to yeah. put in two to five years before you make dollar one off of YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. And, and exactly. If you do then you've got a chance to do the hockey stick and and turn it into something. Yeah. And and, but everybody in this world wants instant gratification. If I can't get my podcast up there. That's right. <laughs> and that's why people, uh, you know, are going to keep trying and keep, you know, then changing their minds and trying something else. Yeah. But as far as where I think podcasting is going to be, I, I think podcasting survived and thrived because it's personal. You know, it's very mm. I every episode over 10,000 episodes I've ended with keep it real. Mm. And that's because that's works that builds audiences. I think as AI gets involved, th there's going to be an opportunity to make it look real. Mm -hmm. I use uh, 11 labs, which is yeah, me too. I, I love it. Yeah. You know, I trained it. On They're the best. Place. I used I was using some other service called Flicky or something like that, yes, and that it was one. not that good. Right. And a friend of mine suggested Eleven Labs, and I thought, wow, these guys, this is so much better. Yes, yes, it <laughs> it blew me away. You train it on your voice with a couple hours worth of stuff. Yeah, and it gets your inflections right. It gets everything, and it it surprised the heck out of me. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, no, so it's, I think, it's super good. I, I think people will be trying to automate reality or keeping it real you know i shouldn't say reality it's all yeah what is real right right yeah and that that question is is harder to answer every single day but I know, yeah you'll see ai is getting so sophisticated now it's yeah. so difficult to uh 
to tell what's real, especially in imagery and oh, videos. Yeah. Some of them are in, insane. Yeah, some of sorry, the you were saying the video I've seen are, are like blows you away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where do you, where do you see podcast? So you, do you see podcasting maintaining that and growing, or where do you see it going? I see it growing, but I also see big money coming into it. Like they mm. tried at the beginning, the big money came in. I remember Johnson and Johnson was one of the first advertisers. You know, then then a while later, NPR came in and did uh, uh, what was the show? Um, all things considered, was no, it no, that no, or? the serial, uh, right? Yeah, the show serial that yeah. you know, and grabbed a big market share because it was mm -hmm. very highly produced. But um, I still think, you know, I, I hate to relate it to reality TV because that's so unreal. <laughs> but reality TV took off because it it felt real and, yep. and and the writers were on strike when it happened yep. right yeah <laughs> well there's the, i see this is the thing i think it's, it's going to happen with podcasts because this this is this this is the cycle of social media or any kind of media for that matter it's like when it first starts you get an influx of regular joes like us yes. creating content we're not we're not professional um you know entertainers or whatever so but then we create content for people like us, right? So yeah. we create content. They create, so there's a huge wave of those kind of podcasters. Right. And then sort of the the head takes notice and goes, okay, Disney comes in and, and NPR yes. comes in and they throw a crap load of money. And suddenly they're, they're ta they've taken over the app store and that's all you see at the top, right? Yep. And the rest of us are like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We We don't have that kind of cash to be able to promote ourselves but then you see things swinging back to yeah. wait a minute i don't want to i don't want to i want to hear the real voices i don't want to hear the the overly productized overly because it's just like what i listen to on the radio or or whatever right. so i wish there was a better mechanism for people to be exposed to these voices so some way to say oh well if you like this npr show then here's five other podcasters who are just little guys yeah. that do interesting stuff as well. And I think the problem is, is that all of these tech companies make too much money off the head content yeah. or the tail content for them to promote the tail content, right? So I wish there was some way to to surface more of the tail content because I think that's the most powerful stuff that you get from non-professional programmers. Yeah, and that's the stuff that actually drives the engine of, of everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you said, it's it, the, the head comes in and follows <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it is the exactly. tail wagging the dog, right? Yeah. But then everybody gets everybody gets enamored with the head stuff. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, you know, no one listens to you anymore because they prefer to listen to the Disney podcast. It's like, no, no, no. You know, there's so much more content out there. Yeah. And I, I just wish there was some way that these tools, because we're all we're all beholden to these machines, right? The machines are like, oh, if you listen to this, you might like this uh, because Everyone goes by that nowadays, so it's it's difficult to to be seen. But I think you're absolutely right. I think we're going to see sort of a resurgence of people going back to the more more reality based stuff because this is how we operate. We swing one way really yeah. far, and then we realize, wait, we went too far. Now we got to come back. Yeah, but I think at its core, uh, us the the little guy will will always remain. You know, right. And you're right. There will be moments in in the the evolution where 
we'll have a really tough go of it. You know, mm -hmm. we'll have a hard time, you, you know, making money from it. Right. But, but uh, and so maybe what this conversation tells me is there's a business opportunity there to, right. uh, to come up with that engine to show people, hey, here's the, the real stuff. Yeah. I'll start working on that next week. All right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll partner on that and we'll, we'll be gazillionaires. Right. <laughs> You know, I had a, I, so I do this thing sometimes where I go into restaurants and I ask, so you know how when you go to a restaurant that you've never been to before, you ask the server, what's the most popular thing? Like, what do people mm -hmm. eat? Right? Well, for a while there, I tried doing the, what is the least popular thing? What does nobody order? And at, first of all, they're all like shocked. Like, right? who would want to know that? <laughs> I like <laughs> or it. they say, everything's good. But in some cases... I actually got I got them to say, well, you know, hardly anybody orders this, you know, steak salad or whatever. Right. And I actually I tried it and it's really good. Right. So it's not necessarily the most popular thing that's really good. And that's yeah. not just in food. It's, it's, it's in everything. So all these little podcasts um, with smaller audiences are amazing. Yeah. We just have to surface the, surface those up. So we so. create this service, we call it steak salad, and we're rich. <laughs> uh, such a 2024 name. Right. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. It's funny because awesome. my wife does that too. She'll ask the server. And and of course, my, you know, being a marketer, I'm thinking, yeah, they're just saying what they need to sell, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Well, that's what always throws them off when you say, what's the least popular? Like, Huh? <laughs> Nobody's uh, ever asked me that. <laughs> well, this has been great. Thank you so much. So uh, we definitely have to do this more often because yeah. uh, I love talking with you. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Um, well, my name, you know, is hard, hard to spell, but I'm easy to find on the web because it's so unique. It's Chris Daly spelled D-O-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. So that's how you pronounce it? Daly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> Thank right. you for helping me with that. <laughs> yeah, everybody calls me Doel, Dewey Lee, Dolly. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So it's a uh, is it's one of those Texas thing, Texan things, right? Because it's like uh, like uh, Buda and and uh... right. I'm I'm impressed. You know Buda, <laughs> but no. It's, well, uh, we were looking at a property in Austin, and our real estate agent said, "Do not pronounce these things like that. This is how you pronounce them." And she gets you like went through like four or five different yeah. places. Like, do not pronounce it Buddha. It's Buda, and yeah. and, da, 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 da. Yeah. and I thought, okay, I'll remember that. I love that. Yeah. No, it's German actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's, there's a lot of Germans in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. you, can, you can find me at freshmediaworks.com or like I said, search for my name. I'm on every social, every everything you can think of. I'm out there. Fantastic. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much. Oh, you too.